Oh, yes, CES has come and gone, and a lot of things are coming out from that expo. We're going to talk about that today on New Amsterdam Radio and what that means for you and your creative projects. How's it going, everyone? It's Flobo Boyce, and you are listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast that could. Uh, every edition, we take a look at what's going on around us in the world and news and headlines and culture and try to extract that and see how we can apply that to the things we're working on, whether it's an idea that it's in the fitting some stages or something that's ongoing or something you just think of what you wanted to do, right? Uh, we're about a couple weeks into January 2020. You know, i looking at my uh, bucket list and my to-do list and my resolutions and it's kind of overwhelming but it's okay that's there's still enough time to win the game we're not even the first quarter it's the tip off or the kickoff or the jump ball whatever need me be so today's episode is about ces the consumer electronics show uh and what does that mean for you and your projects i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that we're gonna go a little bit more in depth uh to what's going on about that in just a little bit just want to say thank you so much uh for me and my own creative project recently i uh released a new comedy single it's called Ten Thousand life coaches it's available now if you're on iTunes or Apple or Spotify and all that stuff. It's not an advertisement. I'm just saying. And I just want to let you guys know that I'm still out here too. I'm out here making creative projects and, and using what I'm learning and, and plugging them into my ongoing endeavors. Uh, in this case, it's comedy. But I also have you know the, the DJ job or I have my hosting craft or now I'm uh, live streaming on YouTube as well. So... 10,000 Life Coaches launched last week. Response has been fairly positive. If you got a spare moment after this, go take a listen. Let me know what you think. Care questions, comments, or concerns. Let me know. Website is flobito.com. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O.com. Or hit me up on Instagram, at flobito. Just let me know what you think about that. And this show, New Amsterdam Radio, 38 and going, uh, probably a uh, juggernaut that you may have not heard of. That's that's how I had to call it. The juggernaut you ever heard of. You have Sam Radio. Yes, that means the Consumer Electronics Show uh, is come and gone. Another edition. In fact, I didn't even know this until doing research for today's episode, but this uh, expo, if you will, has been around for over 50 years. The first one was in June of 1967. If you guys are not familiar with this, this is like the Westminster Dog Show, the Super Bowl, WrestleMania, the Oscars, for anything electronic. We're talking things with consumer applications, corporate applications, even things that are speculative or concepts. It's like an auto show, too. And journalists and fans alike all descend Las Vegas. Usually it's in Las Vegas for those couple days to get the name out there. Because whether or not you have the new product or innovative service or you're servicing the product or innovative service, or you just happen to be someone that may have an idea not ready yet, everyone kind of shows up and it hangs out cards and it's a, a giant like love in for the sake of that. South by Southwest is kind of like this, but South by Southwest has a little bit more of a running gun uh, way of approaching it compared to this. I mean, it's, it's getting pretty big itself. But the Consumer Electronics Expo uh, show uh, was something that I first heard about when I was working in the test and measurement electrical engineering space. 
the company I work for, we're trying to determine whether or not uh, we should send engineers out there for the conference because the year before, the three or four that went uh, kind of skirted the expo itself and went to go drinking and have a good time and gallivant and things like that. So I didn't get a chance. I never got a chance to go. Uh, I was warned to, but the concept is there. Uh, there was awards given out for best in class for consumer applications and small scale or new innovative products, new innovations, new products. And then the whole thing is just amazing. You know, the idea that you can have a very, very small idea and have it watch it grow. I know someone I went to, uh, actually, I was going to say film school, but it's not true. I knew someone I worked with at, at a broadcasting company at Fox when I used to work there. And her and her uh, partner, significant other, launched this augmented reality company. And it, it's amazing to see how, in their spare time, they made this thing that, to be honest with you, they tried explaining to me at the time, and I didn't get it. But it's not for me to get because all I'm seeing now in the news is this company's getting picked up and it's getting seen bigger and bigger. And it's being seen by bigger and bigger uh, companies and properties. And before you know it, uh, I can imagine if they're not there already at a show like the Consumer Electronics uh, Show, this to put their words out there to a brand new platform and audience. And that to me tells me the first thing uh, before we even get to the analysis of everything is just you know working at it, working at your platform, working at your craft, and the stage may get bigger and bigger just on the sheer will of your dedication to your work. But the thing that really hit me too is that it's kind of like a, a casual on-ramp for those who may not be even into electronics or, you know, it's not really a hardcore kind of thing. In a lot of ways, it reminds you of Comic-Con, San Diego's version, uh, because you don't necessarily have to be in comics. In fact, you can make the argument now that Comic-Con is less about the comics than the entertainment itself, and you could be less about motherboards and circuits and be, and be more about the wow factor of the eventual products. Something to consider. So many lessons, so many concepts that I was blown away just by looking at the sheer, sheer scale of this. Let's talk about the idea of the expo itself, right? Um, you can take this as little as possible and say, hey, I work at this. Let me go to an expo highlighting this. You know, I like to make stationary. Let's go to stationary expos, in which there are many. And if you're doing stationary, the biggest ones in New York, I think it's like in September every year. Check it out. That's a kind of a good way to see it. Now you have a, a chance to, one, see potential customers, uh, two, see potential businesses that you can collaborate with for future projects and not joint ventures, and three, see what's working, what's not, and what's trending. It's always good to go out there in the market uh, as a consumer, but it's kind of hard if you're creating the thing at the same time. We want to be a consumer. We want to be like, well, I went to the store and I see that pink dresses are in so i'm going to make that for example but it's always good to see in real time what are people responding to not just what's in this in the displays right so i would recommend trying to find an expo for what you're working on as a wedding dj uh here in southern california there's lots of expos not necessarily for dj specifically but for weddings so you'll go and, and be Basically, you're corralled by a vendor. So you'll see what other DJ setups look like, what other DJ packages are working on. Sometimes you're at a wedding expo or a venue open house, and you're the only DJ. So it's your job to showcase what you can do, that sort of thing. So yes, take one. It's taking it literally. If you see an expo, go to an expo in your field to see what's going on, see what trends are, see how you can improve, how you can keep learning, and how you add that to your work. But take a step back, though. 
uh, about the, the mass appeal for the casuals. People who may not be looking to make anything, people are looking to consume, they are overwhelmed with choice. And you may have like the most innovative product or the most innovative service, but sometimes the presentation can mean the difference between a sale and a no sale. One of the coolest things about conventions in general, if not expos, is how does your booth look? Uh, and I know there's a lot of limitations to that, and some conventions charge thousands upon thousands for like an eight-foot table and, and that kind of thing, but you got to find a way to stick out. you got to find a way to stick out. You may have the best product on the, on the shelf, but if no one can find you, or if it looks like you set up your backdrop 10 minutes before the doors open, it's going to come across. It's going to be inadvertently applied into the assumption of the quality of your product or service. See how messed up and unfair that is? It's a double standard, right? You can spend all the time making the best product ever, but if your backdrop looks like kind of slapdash, unless it's not that way on purpose, it can cost you a sale. But the world's full of double standards. Expos let you know what's trending with that way too. Let you know what's in, what's a cool idea to do things. And you'll see there's people that go all out, like giant corner booths where they remove the walls and there's carpet and you can walk around. Um, there's some people that struggle you know, with their booths. Uh, man, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do this. And there's some that say, hey, look, they've done a lot with little. Hey, they made this work even though they got the, the short end of the stick in this booth in the corner around the convention center. Using that as well be a way for you to work on presenting your idea. The original concept of New Amsterdam, we talked about this last episode, uh, was supposed to be a company that sold stationery. Uh, it was a stationery company, high quality notebooks and pens, because as a comedian, I know that you had two options when it came to writing materials, things that were very, very expensive or things that weren't well made. And New Amsterdam was a mail order business, but the idea of the presentation was that once you ordered a package uh, from NewAmsterdam.com, it came in a box with a nice imprint of the skyline of the city of New York and invited you and gave you a, a commemorative key to the city as if you were a citizen. Uh, that dried up as soon as we realized that that wasn't cost effective. <laughs> it was great. It made people, people go, oh my gosh, this is definitely new and innovative. But it wasn't something that really helped us on the bottom line. So we found out a way to kind of went underground with it. We tweaked it a bit, had a, a little bit more of a, a stamp to approval to a secret society kind of vibe. Uh, we didn't have to go all out with the packaging, uh, whatever. Maybe it's ultimately a bad example because the stationary business no longer exists. But to me, it was kind of cool to be able to try something, see what other companies in my space, in this case, it was stationary, what they were doing and, and try to tweak and make sure it's, it's available to most people at, at once. You know, yeah, That's why I feel like expos are always a good thing. If you're going to see the competition, if you're going to just enjoy it, if you just want to get the air of things, if you want to network with people that you may have a complimentary product. You know, I, I make hats. This guy makes bandanas. Let's get together and, and make a project happen. We don't know. We don't know. And that's the thing. It's so easy for us as creatives to get inside of our head and say, no, this is what I'm working on. This is, this is the, the prototype. Why would I go out there and try to venture? It's still a work in progress, but you'll be surprised how many times you come back inspired. And I really want you to go out there and, and find an expo somewhere similar or gathering or uh, a kind of, even if you have to make one yourself, <laughs> where you can bring like-minded people in your segment, in your industry with your creative project. And they, so you guys can compare and contrast to see what works and what doesn't.
that's all the time we have for this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Check out this episode and all other episodes available at NewAmsterdam.com. Uh, the podcast is now being syndicated on YouTube. That's where most of the new episodes are going. But if you have iTunes, if you have Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher, and Spreaker, Deezer also, all the episodes are back, all the way back to episode one, The Manifesto. Go back, listen. Uh, these podcasts aren't really long. You could probably pop a couple in on a lunch break or you're walking the dog. And please tell a friend about the show. My name is Slowbo Boys, and this is New Amsterdam Radio. And until next time, the city is yours. <laughs>